everyone. And yes. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you threw me off. I'm not and used to going first. We did this exact conversation yeah, I'm last always time. Hurt. So I'm I know. Not, we're not. I don't, <laughs> we're not You're not going to entertain again. it again? Okay. No, I will not. <laughs> we're not doing repeats. And tonight we're doing Promising Young Woman, which came out in 2020. And I wanted to talk about it back then, but it was out of theaters already by the time we got around to our schedules lining up. And it was up for a bunch of Oscars, and it was an important movie to talk about, but there was no opportunity to talk about it until now, because now it's on HBO Max. Uh, so did you guys know anything about it, other than if you remember me talking about how much I liked it last year, because it was on my top five, if anyone listened to our top five episode. Wow. Okay, I knew it. That's where I heard it from. I was like, either Brennan or Karen were talking about how good this movie was, and it was you. So that's how I knew about it, was because... I'm surprised I even remembered that, but I do remember you saying it was a really good movie. I wouldn't be surprised if Carol. I feel like you texted me right after you got out of the theaters and you were like, oh my god, I have to see this. I might have. I was very hype on this after I saw it. I want to see it again in theaters, but I had I was already seeing it like three weeks into its run. It was a smaller movie, so I, I just didn't have time. Then as soon as I was doing that thing where you like just kind of scroll through and you didn't pick the first two things on streaming, so now you're just scrolling for like a half hour not picking something. <laughs> and then I saw this and I'm like, oh, I'm not like st- I, like I hard stopped and like usually I watch new things, but I just gotta I just gotta watch this again because I loved it so much the first time. Um, I'm okay, anything? Uh, I do remember when it was out in theaters. Um, I did not see it in a theater because you're right. I think it was like two weeks, maybe something like that. It was not here for very long. Um, it was just enough to get that Oscar eligibility. Yeah. And it did win an Oscar, right? For screenplay. Screenplay. It was nominated for picture and actor and a couple other things. But yeah. One for screenplay. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, I was aware of it. Yes. A young woman, traumatized by a tragic event in her past, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. This is the directorial and writing, well, she's written before, but this is her first movie. Emerald Fennell is the name of this writer-director. And this stars Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Allison Brie, Clancy Brown, Jennifer Coolidge, Laverne Cox, Chris Lowell, Holt, Molly Shannon, Connie Britton, Adam Brody, Max Greenfield, Christopher Mintz, Plossie, and Alfred Molina. So a lot of her names... Mm people will recognize wow. from I'm all looking at imdb and i was like i didn't even realize this many people i knew were in it like who was adam brody adam he brody was, was the first guy, guy from the in the encounter when in she the was first in the part. club yeah <clears throat> the, the opening oh of the movie. okay i see yeah we'll that talk was, about all these there's a lot of different actors in here that you'd recognize like smaller like tv actors and some snl people and some comedians and a lot of the casting was purposely done and um, we'll talk about that once we get into it right here, because if you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. It's got like a 90% Rotten Tomatoes, 88 audience, high sevens across the board for the other sites. So it's well received by most and it's got the it's got a lot of go- lot going for it. So if you haven't seen it, HBO Max, we're going to spoil it now. So, yeah, we said the movie starts out where we're in like a nightclub and uh, it's, it's a very stylized musically and visually movie. Um, and we hear these like douchey, freddy, businessy guys talking about uh, their golf clubs and how women are being annoying to them and just just terrible guy stuff. And then they see this uh, passed out woman on a couch and she's super drunk. 
And uh, so one of these nice guys is going to go take her home, help her get out of here. Uh, but is he such a nice guy? We, we learn he is not. And we learn that many of the men in this movie are not nice guys. And this is how we are introduced to Cassie, the woman who uh, was on the couch. And what she does at night is she feigns drunkenness in clubs and bars. She's posing as bait for men to take uh, home. Then she reveals their sobriety and freaks them out and embarrasses them and kind of scares them. And she keeps track of, in her little journal, like... The, how many guys she takes home, what she, what they try to do to her, and we learn why she does this uh, throughout the movie. Uh, she had a traumatic experience in college, and we are also introduced to a lot of former people she knew in college and in, uh, in med school. Uh, people who defended a guy who was accused of rape, and people who enabled him, and a lot of people involved in this bad rape situation uh, that she is trying to get revenge on. Uh, but meanwhile, there's like a romantic comedy piece going on when she meets Ryan, or re-meets re Ryan. Uh, it's Bo Burnham's character, and uh, he is a actual like an actually nice guy, as it seems. Like he he they get <laughs> they hit it off after a couple of meet cutes and uh it seems like things are starting to go cassie and ryan's way uh but this event from the past keeps digging and nagging at her and uh ultimately causes a lot of spirals into a third act uh that's pretty crazy so that's enough of you summarized this. that really well you did <laughs> thank you thank you it's, uh, props to that yeah without giving too much away but give, give them the taste so uh mm, let's start with jess what do you think of this movie Oh, I feel like that's just a loaded question that I can answer this in so many ways. Right. Um, I actually thought it was, it was brilliant. I was, um, it was one of the best movies I've seen because I feel like the past couple I've done were duds. But uh, after watching this, I was like, I'm, I'm glad Brennan had me watch this because it was very unexpected. Most movies, I think, as we see, you kind of like, oh, the plot's going to go this way. They're going to meet, blah, blah, blah. This one was... Very, very unexpected. It's a plot unlike I've ever seen before. There's definitely a lot of twists and turns. It has many hints of, like, awkwardness, which probably is a little bit too much for, like, my liking here, but it, it did fit the movie really well. Um, and it has a strong, promising uh, woman lead, which is always fun, too. Uh, yes, the, the titular promising young woman. Promising um, young woman. <laughs> yeah. Right, which well, they okay, never say. Thoughts? Uh, they never say that in the movie, so I'm I'm impressed by that, honestly. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to echo most of Jess's thoughts is that um, this was a tight uh, ride and it was there was there were things that you could sort of predict a little bit. But um, I think that not knowing so much, not knowing what the root of the problem was, what the root of why this is happening uh keeps you just so engrossed in 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 the storyline and the characters they come in and out they're really quick and i think they're all done really really well and you it's with such it seems so effortless and you know then it's really difficult if it comes across as as getting to know these characters in such an effortless effortless manner um the uh the tone of the movie is really interesting because it's a dark movie. It's dark, but it has this, like you said, this stylized uh, sort of way that it's done. And the music is really integral to that. So, um, yeah, um, pleasantly surprised. 
pleasantly surprised. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you guys both like this. I think I predicted last year both of you would and that Nicole wouldn't. So it's a good thing she's the one that I guess that's uh, <laughs> really? the one out on this one. Wait I don't minute, think Nicole wait. would like this. Because I, of, I, I, the, because of I think she the, would like it. Because of what it's I about? I hope she would. I don't think she would like our protagonist. Because our protagonist really? is... Very um, prick is very prickly. She's she's very hard to. It's it's I, like you you end up on her side, but she it, it's uh she's um I, I, we can talk about we can talk about yeah. her in a second. I I love this because a lot of her interactions are like one on one little vignettes. Whether it's people, yeah. she, it's whether it's like you know pr- like the in quotations nice guys who take her home and like are not actually great because they try to like muster and rape her and do weird shit to her and they're, or they're just insufferable like Chris, Christopher Mintz-Plossi's guy who's doing coke and talking about his horrible book like it's it's a good array of just like trashy who like, also tries dudes. to rape her it's not like he's just talking about his book but yeah yeah uh, yeah to a different yeah to a different degree yes. uh, than the first he guy and she points it out I like I like that way. she like points out the differences and like the levels yeah. like it's very it's very I, I like her process uh, but then all of the her other meets with she meets mad her old friend madison who's the alison brie character she meets uh, the dean um the the lawyer who was the defense lawyer for uh, this guy al who the al is the big bad who we haven't said it she, you, you think in the movie that maybe she was raped but it's not her it was her friend nina her best friend nina who was raped by this man al and she ends up like spiraling out, dropping out. The, the two of them drop out, and she ends up killing herself. And so Cassie, as she, you know, the once promising young woman now in her early thirties, working at a coffee shop, right. not living up to her parents' potential, and she spends most of her energy going out, like getting revenge on either horrible guys at night or people from her past who uh, were complicit in. Uh, in Nina's fate. So I would ask you guys of all like the little vignettes that they have. Do you have a, like a favorite one or two? Cause I definitely have a couple that like, I thought were like really well done. Like the one-on-one scenes. The ones that stick out to me because I don't like them is any scene with the parents or looking at the parents house. I was about to say I, that the, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Those stick out to me the most, I think because I didn't like them. Like I don't like that awkwardness where you're watching a movie and all you hear is like, the china or like the the forks and the and the, the oh, knives like clattered together. Yeah. yeah, or just how grossly like outdated their house is. It's like disgusting to look at. It's all a bunch of random antiques that just look so bad, and their parents are just so awkward. Um, I think th- that's what sticks out to me the most. For the wrong, it's effective, but to in my personal taste, in the wrong way. Just to you point out the parents ones, I I was the, I always I think of the um the scene with the dean is like my favorite I think of yes. like the confrontations because yep. she she picks up the daughter to take the daughter to uh yeah. to see like her fate I love that I love how tricky she is she's so good and like you you believe she her like. Is. You, it's like she's really like like competent, and then when she goes into the dean's office, and and the dean's like, oh, there's nothing we really could have done, and like I I you know I can't just uh, can't just take it on her word, and then as soon as she he turns she turns it on her, saying, oh, your daughter's at the the these guys' room down the hall, and like and 
Then all of a sudden she get like she snaps into just like banging and pleading. The way she like turns it on all of the different people, I think mm-hmm. that's my favorite and most effective one. Yeah. But, okay, did you have one that you liked? I like I like that one too the best. I think that um, it's totally relatable. You're a, a woman in a position in a powerful position, and you have to uh, you you know still in this day and age have to turn your head at all of these things that are just so so blatant because you're you're not the final say either you know um there's a whole institution behind it there's a whole you know there's a whole institution of world behind it so uh that was really compelling i thought her i thought um oh my god all i can think is her name is tammy taylor but that's not what her name is that's what she was in friday night lights um she's she just the the way that it snaps for her uh, and and switches real quick is like pretty interesting and i like the the way that they play off each other in that scene um i also when you were saying which scenes do you like all i could think of too was i didn't like the parent scenes um because <laughs> it's it so weird me. i i thought they were fine but like they weren't my favorites but they didn't like um they didn't uh, yeah they made my like me. my skin crawl <laughs> yeah i didn't feel that but i kind of felt like it was it was almost it almost ventured into like weird dark comedy there because I know, you know, the two actors that play the parents and I felt like I was yeah. actually in um um oh the movie with Christian Slater and Winona Ryder. Heathers. Oh, Heathers. Yeah, and she sits with her parents. I love those scenes with the parents and Heathers though. Yeah, I mean those <laughs> are really great, like but that. that's because it's a dark comedy and she's like you know, and, and it felt sort of that way a little bit. Uh but this is not you know, it's not a comedy. Although there were times when I found myself smiling just because I'm like, yeah, I mean, I want this guy to suck it so hard. So, um, was there another one? The way that she played Madison was similar to how she played like the principal. Yeah. But even more, but but Madison is powerless. Like that's the difference is like this Dean person sort of has some sort of power and Madison is, she almost breaks Madison. Madison's like fucked up. I think she breaks Madison, honestly. And I was just like, this is the best ever. And and that's even a twist there where she, you know, she sets up her, her old uh, acquaintance friend and um, you don't really know what happens between her, between Madison and this man that she's hired, whether she's that, uh, devious to have somebody actually attack her or whether you know what she said you know nothing happened he just took you to your room you were drunk he watched over you but that's I'm not what I sure like. I 100% she gets... believe that you know yeah well, I, I don't no. know if I believe that either oh I just I, I do believe because I think she she goes uh, she goes as far as she can without get, like without going over with every with everyone well except with al monroe but she went way way over <laughs> yeah without with okay the with, end with yeah al. yeah without i mean the knife was a, a <laughs> but that <laughs> but but she is but she is broken at that point because of what happens with ryan so uh, that's true at that point she is she's all she's all done at that point but i'll, I'll, I'll yeah. save that for the for the very end uh, what do you guys think of Cassie as like a whole? Because like I can see people ha- having struggling with her because she's kind of prickly. But I really liked her because I thought she was a complex protagonist, and I liked that. But did you guys like her? I liked her too. But there's there's one piece that I couldn't buy is her relationship with Ryan when they truly were together. I was like, okay, this is a ploy. Like, what's her motive, or where's this gonna go? And she's so like sarcastic and always has a plan. So I thought when you saw their relationship progress and they were actually hanging out and like falling in love and stuff, it wasn't real just because that's what uh, personality is. So I felt like 
um, that part was, I wasn't convinced. I, I bought into that part because right before then she went to see uh, Nina's mom and Nina's mom's like, you know, you got, you got to let this go. You got to get over this because it's causing everybody, you know, everybody that's left behind so much pain every time that, you know, you show up or whatever. So um, I think that because I don't think she's a bad person and I don't think she wants to cause any more pain. I think that the opportunity with Ryan presented itself and it was a time where she could maybe start to, you know, start to turn. Um, but, you know, but she still needed to go to the club on Saturday night and find a real douchebag to, you know, uh, to, you know, get. That's true. She's get, still like addicted to this behavior she, of, she like, is. of going. And that's why I like when she first meets with Ryan, I thought I was you. you okay. I thought she I was like, oh, come on, just like, please, like, have Ryan be fine. And like, please let <laughs> please let this woman be OK. Like, I just want her to be I just want her to be better. So many times I'm like, I've oh. entered well, she's with Ryan. I'm sitting there going, "Oh my God, Ryan, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick." Yeah, then, but she. But I know. But or Laverne's Cox is like, "Should I just fire you? Like, why? Why is this your life?" Right. By I the way, I I just wanted I to be better. That was I'm like, Laverne Cox. Please. And then I was like, um, I I couldn't tell because she lost so much weight. I know she looks, she looks great. Uh, really good. I agree. Yeah, I um. So yeah, we so we talked about Ryan too, like. <laughs> I mean, I I feel so bad. Like, I, what? Like, what? When it's revealed at a certain point, when uh, when Madison uh, gives her the video of the actual night of the actual rape uh, as like penance to be like, please just stop bothering me. Don't ever talk to me. Like, I'll give you this and just leave me alone, basically. Right. Um, yeah. And she sees on the video that Ryan is there. He was complicit in the act. He's one of the people in the audience going, or in the crowd or, of guys or whatever going, oh my god, what the fuck? It's so crazy. So, and now she knows that he was in on it in, you know, his own complicit way. So she goes and she she reacts very negatively, obviously. And uh, Ryan begs for forgiveness and she does not take it and then she could and then this is where we get to the end and she goes off the deep end before that did what do you how, how the way she handled it i don't know what do you guys think handle like just the breakup itself yeah like well like she, she's finally almost she I'm, I'm just like this watching this movie i'm just like she's almost in the clear she's almost like yeah because like the last meeting with the bad people is the meeting with the lawyer and the lawyer is like destroyed himself he's in complete like like anguish and like actually is the only like really the only person that she goes to that's like remorseful right. for his part in the whole thing and so and then that's when she also goes and sees the mom so it feels like a turning point in her yeah. life where she's like it's time to let it go and now she's got a guy and the guy's good guy and like finally she can let this destructive life go and then this, this happens and i'm just like i don't know it, it hurt it hurts but then it sets up a great ending but you didn't see it happening, though, right? Like it was totally unexpected. No, I did not. I mean, I did. I, I, I didn't know. I did, once once it started becoming like regular rom com at that point, and like the bad stuff started going <laughs> away, I was like, "How is this going to end? Is she going to end okay?" I know. Like and halfway then, through the movie, it seems like she recovered. I'm like, "Well, yeah. What's going to happen the second half?" Yeah. Did you? Did you? Were you wise, Malika, or what did you? Did or well, did you not I th- see it I coming? think there was something in my hind brain that was like because otherwise, from the from jump, when Ryan brain? came into my hind brain, like yeah, where, I, I, yeah, back where I'm not head. thinking, but it's something that I just instinctually know. Um, after you know, 
she kind of brushed him off the Ryan off the first time he came into the coffee shop and then he came back again. And then for some reason, right at that point, I was just, that's when I started doing the, Oh no, 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 don't be, I can't handle Ryan being a dick. I can't handle it because every other dude in this movie is, um, or has been in their, you know, the dad's okay. The dad's yeah. just kind of the mom and the whatever. dad are wallpaper. I mean, they're really not. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> Jess, did you recognize the dad? The his voice. No, who is it? He's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> no way. It's Mr. Krabs, Clancy Brown. <laughs> yes way. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I was cool. these people. I don't think that I saw it coming, but I knew. I just knew in my. I mean, it broke my heart, but I knew it. Um, I want to talk about something really quick. That was one of the when I say this isn't a comedy, it's not a comedy, but one of the funniest things I think I've seen in a film in a long time was when she went into the club, she's in the middle of the movie and she goes into the club and it's the, um, it's the black guy from the first scene that doesn't from the Uh, first scene with the other guy. And so, and then she comes out with him and then there's the interaction with Ryan. And then she, you know, then the guy realizes she's sober and he runs away down the street screaming. Why do you have to ruin this? <laughs> Why do you guys ruin everything? child. I know. I had to stop the, the movie because I was laughing so hard. I was just like, this comes <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, there's nothing else. There's things that are funny because they're um, shockingly, you know, sharp and true and and things like that. But this was just, I was dying. I just thought it was, I thought it was the best thing ever. I, I laugh like a good amount in this skit, but in it's the middle. Be- What's that? I, I laugh a good amount in this movie, but it's it's at it's at like knife twisty stuff. So it's like it's 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 supposed to be a dark comedy, I think. Like I don't think it's I think it's played for laughs a lot of the time. Um, it's a that's a but, hard subject to say it's a comedy about. Well, like you said with the tone, it's a hard. I thought it was like a rom com. It's like a, a twisted rom com. It is kind of a rom com. Like it's I think it is like that's the thing. This tone is like it's a tough tone because yeah. it likes to, it likes to be light and playful and like with neon lights and pop music and it's about rape and murdering people and it's t- and it's you know it's suicide it's, i mean all and the bad suicide yeah, yeah it's 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 and it's and people are for, by and large bad people in this there are not a lot of good people there's a couple of redeemed people but for the most part they're mostly bad people um so speaking of bad people the end of this movie she's broken now she's going off the she's she's gone off the rails she goes full uh she throws on the fucking clown uh nurse outfit nurse what is it? Yeah. outfit no she's uh i say clown because it's very like harley quinn looking because that's mm. like yeah, i that's thought of I, that too when i saw her I'm like this is kind of like harley quinn well the Robbie actually uh, produced and... this oh okay so yeah, yeah. I th- I, she might have i think she was originally supposed to play this character but she had another commitment so she just stayed on as a producer but um yeah so she's going to uh al's uh bachelor party so al is getting married and uh all of the douche douchebag guys are there uh one of them is like i've read stuff online apparently everyone was like about his best friend joe because he played schmidt on new girl which i do not watch but apparently like in that he's a very likable character and people love him and that's the thing (laughs) with a lot of the a lot that's a lot of these guys like adam brody and christopher mince plossi and and bo burnham like you cast guys who you wouldn't think are these threatening predator guys that's the whole point 
Right. Yeah. It was supposed to point out like, yeah, these these guys are everywhere. So um, she she's going in as like the stripper nurse, whatever, uh, drugs them all with shots and then ties out to the bed with her fuzzy pink handcuffs. And as revenge, she is going to carve Nina's name into her into his chest. Uh, he is able to break out of one of the handcuffs and suffocates her with a pillow and it kills her. He kills our, our lead character, Cassie. And, uh, did not like, see that happening. Nope, I did not see any of the last twenty minutes happening. None of it. It's it's. I think it's <laughs> great. Um, so Cassie's dead. Joe, the, the the best friend, comes up and consoles Al, telling him it's not his fault. You know. Oh my god, this never I happens. hate that scene. I hate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> see I that scene it. is what I'm laughing hysterically it's, it's because sickening. of how awful. I know that that's exactly how I felt. Is. Sick to my stomach. I wanted to be like. He's uh, he's so bad. I was like, I feel like it kind of is my fault. He's like, no, it's not your fault. None of this <laughs> it's is your like, fault. <laughs> So they go and uh, burn her. They burn yeah. her body by the river, uh, and then uh, proceed to just go on like nothing's happening. Uh, but uh, Cassie is reported missing, so we got detectives coming around. Goes to Ryan, Doctor. We didn't even say he's pediatrician. Pediatrician, Doctor Ryan. Uh, you know any? You know anything about her? Was she unstable? And he's kind of he's he's all done. He's he's no longer. Like, yeah, she goes her. on this work trip. The, the the work trip you go to when you work at a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> was she unstable and he's just like yeah she's un- she was unstable i don't know so the, the 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 end of the movie happens at the wedding and uh ryan is there and he gets texts that were like uh planned messages like you know how you can like send is a that message. even a thing a scheduled yeah, it, message yeah you can schedule messages Ooh. Ooh. So, so she sketched she had scheduled messages coming uh at at this time uh, and uh, gets them from uh, from a dead Cassie, and we get cuts of all over the all over town. She is and uh, ha- basically put a contingency plan in in place in case anything went wrong. Her first thing is to send the uh, record the the video and uh, some and a letter to the lawyer guy. So he's giving the lawyer she's giving a lawyer a chance to do the right thing. Uh, to come forward and has a bunch of information. If I go missing, uh, this is where I am. This is what happened. Uh, then also she gives uh, Laverne Cox the her necklace, the other half, which we see the other half is burned in the uh, in the pile. Uh, so the cops come because they figured out that she has been murdered, and uh, it's by Al, and they arrest him at his wedding. And she sends that little uh, winky face, love Cassie and Nina to Ryan, and that's how the movie ends. So. Our protagonist dies, and she still, she still gets out, puts gets out, put away. So um, doesn't even that's... feel like she's dead at the end because <laughs> it was just all the no. way that she planned everything. So, what do you guys think of this ending? It was probably one of the best endings to a movie I've ever seen. That's like, what I said. That so... was the, exactly what I said when I left the movie. <laughs> so well thought out, like I've. I've never seen a movie turn that way before. Like, and it, it's not surprising because you know the character so well up to the point. You're like, yeah, she would do that. But it's surprising in the fact that it's like, it was just so well planned. <laughs> yeah. You just, and it's so, and it's such a good, it's such a, uh, like, you don't, you do not see this coming. You wouldn't, I, I would dare anyone not only guess that she dies, but also had the contingency plan. Like, I, no, no one knew that going in. Like, you, you, I don't know how anyone who could predict that ending. Unless Mama Kate did, did you? I did not predict any of that ending. But if you, I think if you spend a little time with Cassie's character, you're like, okay. 
I don't know that I've ever known another character that would be able to do this, but you, yes, this makes, this makes sense to me. That's the crazy part. It's like, this makes sense to me. Also, if somebody's smothering you, shouldn't, I mean, I always wonder why people don't pretend to die. That's exactly, I do think about that all the time. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking, because that scene was so long. Like, it really was the duration of, like, how long it would take if you, like, held your breath for that long. That's kind of what it felt yeah. like, right? Like a I don't know if there were long. cuts in it. But it it is a very long. They do it pretty long, but like no movie ever shows it correctly because in real life it takes like four minutes. I think it takes a really long time. So like most movies would like four minutes. I don't think it was literally four minutes, but it was very long. It was. I think there were probably cuts there, but like it, it, that's that's a movie thing. Like all movies, they think they, they uh, suffocate too quickly, but still like. Ah, this is so good. Do people I was, not I was... ever fake it? I feel like the only people who fake it are like bad guys so that they can come back, you know, rising up at the end kind of thing. But all the way up to them burning her body, I thought she might have been. I was like, maybe she's faking it. She's going to get out of it no. in the morning. And no, she did not. As <laughs> she soon as, yeah, I mean, I kind of thought that too. That she had like something up her sleeve, but like she did have something up her sleeve, just not in that moment. Yeah, <laughs> she had a she had a different backup plan. Although yeah. I guess I mean maybe she just thought it was the only way she could get him. It's like if they're not gonna get her for get him for raping my friend, they'll get him for murdering me. I mean I get if so good. That's why the move that the only and the reason this ending works this ending doesn't work for every every type of thing. It's because we have been built up this whole time that Cassie all she does with her time is scheme bad people right. and she's a little unhinged herself. So she's the exact person who could and would do something like this so it, it doesn't feel like a cheater or, or like something that doesn't make it or doesn't make sense it, do, it does for this character yeah um, so she, mm-hmm. you look through her book she has a little book that she keeps tallies in and if you look at how thick that book is with all of the hash marks for each person that she's yeah. you know duped into uh you know taking her home quote drunk um mm-hmm. yeah i mean this girl's been playing this out since the seven years prior you know so I I know I know as to the mystique, but I wish I had a I wish she had um if like just like a table of contents laying out somewhere because they're colors. There's a red, there's a blue, there's a black, yeah. and I don't think that's just because that's the pen she had. I'm sure those colors mean different mean levels something. of yeah, different oh, levels of some. That. Well, I w- I mean it's such a small dip. I'm like oh, I wish I knew what black was, what blue was, and what red was. Like what level of of like like creepiness did they go to oh you know um, what we should have we should have known something was going to happen because i did i paused the movie i paused the movie several times in this film Uh, i paused the movie when she was had her book and she was uh planning out her meeting with um the girl and with madison madison yeah because there's a page where it says madison and then i paused it and it said everything like uh you know make reservation order champagne and order you know ginger ale and then right. the guy and the money and all i'm like she's you know we should have known that's why she <laughs> works at the garbage so smart she was like an exceller med student like genius right. so she right. clearly is extremely smart yeah. Uh, so, so she works at the coffee shop. She needs all the extra time to do all of these all of these things. So uh, she uses her time. She she uses her time. Um, do we have any other closing thoughts before we we wrap this one up? Any scenes or characters we missed out on? I so I'm glad entire, you guys like this. 
Yeah, yeah. The entire movie, I was so fixated on her nail polish because I feel like they focused on that the, like so many times, like the, her rainbow nails. And then the last scene of the movie, well, one of the last scenes oh, of the movie yeah. is when her hand is burning and you see the rainbow nails burn. Like, I don't know if there's any significance the- there, but they played so much attention. Like, she always had rainbow nails. That could have just been something to lay in. And then, like, yeah, you're right. They showed at the end just to make sure the audience knows for sure that it's her that is dead. I mean, there's not going to be some twist where she's she made it out or something. I don't know. But maybe, like, you know, I, I didn't notice that detail, but that's a detail. There were a lot of details in this movie that I, I can't, like, that's one of them, Jess. There's another one when she's getting ready to go to the cabin. She's pulling her car. She drives her car. And she gets out of the car. She opens up the trunk. Uh, she takes some things out, puts some shoes in. And then she takes her keys and puts her keys in the wheel well. So I'm like, as she's being smothered, I'm like, she can't die. She left her keys in the wheel well. She's definitely going back for her car. Like, she's, this is not, <laughs> she's not going to die in this movie because she has planned an, an escape, you know, situation. Her keys are in the wheel well of her car. I think she probably had a, an A and a B. I think she, I think she knew how it could yeah. go, but uh, you yeah, know. yeah, I she think definitely she, did have layers of how it could go. Unfortunately, I think if she was able to, to the most extreme, if she was able to get the carving out and get out of there, I should, I think she would have. I think the carving yeah. would have sufficed for her. But yeah, you know, the carving seemed she, a I, bit I, more than what it should have been, though. Do you think? Do you don't think that was too far? Even well, she after? needed. If Al's not going to go to prison, then Al needs to have like you know, it's like uh, in Glorious Bastards where uh, when they catch the guy, when they catch the Nazis and they renounce their Naziness, but then they have to have the swastika carved in their forehead. You got to have it carved into you so you can never forget. And anyone, every time your wife sees you with your shirt off, she sees that. Like I don't know. I, I, I thought it, it was uh, a yeah. if you if I can't get them to go to jail, at least now they have to every time they look at themselves see that. Like they can't ever forget it or try to push it away. Right. Well, there's yeah. one. Th- Go ahead, Jess. Oh, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> well, I, there's one thing we didn't talk about, and that's like thematically about this movie. Like, how I feel like this rings really true as far as, um, like what what women have to face. There's the there is the scene too. I I, I like the scene where she's just walking down the street after she's you know I think it was the uh, McLovin guy that she left and and there's the um the three you know workers that are like hey baby baby, yeah you had a hard night blah 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 walk of shame all that kind of stuff and i'm like i don't know that men will can appreciate like what it's like to be a female just existing that is a solid point right what about the time where she's in her car and she stopped the intersection and like The guy was harassing her and she just went out and the blew his lights <laughs> in his truck. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think that's a chick thing. I think if there was somebody in front of me that was just sitting in the middle too, I'd be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? This is ridiculous. I don't but think he, I, I you think would have been like that guy her, too. Like, I don't think I'd call her yeah. C word or anything, but it would just be like, oh my God, I hate when people can't drive. So, <laughs> but I just think that it's, it's, it's a really it can be an eye-opening piece for for men to watch when they all because the theme is like but we're good guys you know but we're good guys i love to like yeah like we're nice guys and then she's like yeah are you (laughs) you no there are no good (laughs) the nicest guys are being like the 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 lawyer who like wants to kill himself because at least at least he's redeemed at the end (laughs) he's He's the only one still i mean he's 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 almost worse 
because he is, you know, he's done this his whole life. We're talking about one incident with Nina and he's spent his whole life defending men like this. And, and for some reason, I feel like uh, the best friend, Joe, is the worst, even though he doesn't rape or try to rape anybody. But he but his egging on and enabling is like almost Joe's, worse because he's just yeah. so awful Joe's because al monroe like, like looks guilty and he's like that scared kid kind of thing whereas yeah. joe just is like that fearless annoying like asshole <laughs> yeah the one who just goads everybody else into doing bad stuff like you know he just wa- he wants to be around for it but he doesn't want to be the perpetrator of it he wants to put it on film but Interesting. It's in, it, totally interesting. I think it. I think it's really. Um, yeah. It. It should be watched by a lot of people. I don't think women find anything uh, surprising about it at all. Except maybe the end. But uh... well, yeah. well, actually, yeah. And then people will start to think like, hmm, hmm, hmm. So, uh, Jess, we're gonna recommend "Promising Young Woman." Yes, I, I really would. Um, again, this was like. I'm so glad that you recommended this because this was a really good watch. I'm glad. I, 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 uh, thank you for me once or twice a year. So I'll, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. You recommending? Yeah, it's really good. Um, I want to watch it again just for the guy. You guys ruined everything. <laughs> just for that. There's a lot of scenes I could just rewatch. I could rewatch the whole uh, Connie Britton part over and over again. Where I know. She picks up that makes daughter. me squirm, really but like it's that. in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah, I I rated it at number three last year, and honestly, of all my top five, I've this is the one that I think about and go back to in my mind the most. You know, ten months removed from doing our rankings or whatever. So, yeah, I, at three, I could I, I might have been too low on it. Um, but yeah, that's promising young woman. We got three pretty solid recommends across the board, and that's on HBO Max. You can rent it other places too, but it's kind of expensive and still new so uh hbo max and uh that is it for this episode uh you you know we've been trying to stick to more theater stuff but we had a gap this is an important one i thought we should go back to and one you guys would enjoy uh but now it's time to move forward to uh a host pick because we can't end october without a host pick so it is mama k's turn what are you assigning the team I can't believe that I have the host pick in October because it's spooky month and, you know, I don't like scary movies. Um, You do not. I do not. So I'm going to pick something that fits the genre uh, and it's Rocky Horror Picture Show. I have never seen this. (laughs) (laughs) I love both of Thank God that Jess doesn't have to be on it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jess, have you seen it? I haven't, but I know I don't want to. <laughs> no, this, that does not seem like a just movie at all. At all. No, no. Um, yeah, uh, it's on Amazon Prime. Wow, I have never seen this. Um, good. I'm glad, because I should, because it's a midnight movie, and I like a lot of those kind of movies. So, And yeah. I, I'm fairly certain Nicole hasn't either, although I think she actually might know more of like the tropes and the songs and little bits from it than i do so we'll see that's possible um and that's on amazon prime you said streaming yes. free yep cool so that'll be coming out next and then into november already wow and we got some more big juicy movies coming up oscar season so a lot of stuff for awards and a couple of marvel movies as well so if you have <laughs> anything to recommend to us films with the women of my life on facebook Reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com. We'll get to those suggestions at the beginning of next year when the movies have cleared out. And uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks for being.
being on for Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.